testimony time. Let's get it. <sighs> A breath with breath out. So, at a young age, I was always in church. Um, my parents are actually pastors, but my journey with the Lord didn't really begin until senior year of high school. So, we'll fast forward to there. Um, after graduating high school is when I found the Lord, but prior to that, around junior and senior year, I began partying heavily. Um, you know, drinking, smoking, you know, average, regular teenage stuff. Um, but I was doing it excessively, weekend, weekend after weekend after weekend. It's like um, something that I, that I just couldn't stop, right? I would feel weird if I didn't go out, if I, you know, if I didn't do something every weekend. So after graduating high school, I went to a college party, and I'll never forget this. And when I came back home, it was really late. So I took a shower, came back into my room, and as I was just chilling and scrolling through my phone, I heard a voice, it was so clear. Um, it said, turn to Romans chapter three. Um, I had no idea where Romans chapter three was. Um, I just knew that and it was it's so weird to say this, like I just knew in my heart that it was in the Bible. And I never read the Bible, although I went to church and I'm a pastor's kid. I, I never read the Bible. I didn't pray like that. I, I wasn't involved in the church, really. I just showed my face. Um, so I go to the index and I, I find my Bible. It's sitting on my desk and I op open to up to the index and I go to Romans chapter 3 and it talks about the sacrifice that Jesus did. He took on the punishment and how we're all sinners and um, we're saved by grace through faith and all these things about grace and Jesus's punishment. And it's funny because I hear about it so often in church, um, especially at that time. This was 2014. And I just, it never resonated within my heart until that night. And I just started pouring out in tears because it's like somebody just unlocked something within my heart and understanding and just reading that and really getting a glimpse of who Jesus is, why he did what he did, and why would he do it for me? You know, I... I I didn't feel like I was worthy of it. Um, so I just continued reading from that night. I continued reading Romans chapter um, four, five, six, and I finished Romans and that night um, I gave my life to Jesus. I went out to my balcony and I looked up and I repented, I confessed of my sin and I accepted Jesus into my heart. And this was really when my journey began with the Lord. After that, it's like I woke up the next day and um, everything was still the same. 
Yeah, like, it's not like I was spiritually completely new, but I didn't feel like I was new. And, you know, I went up to my father and my mother and I spoke to them about what happened and um, they began uh, discipling me and teaching me more about the Word of God. And as I began to grow in my knowledge of the Word of God, I began to let go of a lot of things. I remember the first thing that I did was um, I cleared up some some things on my on my phone at the time and uh, music um, lots of things I called people and I asked them to forgive me for you know hurting them and, and things that I've done to just hurt people and God had really just uh, changed my heart and spoke to my heart in such a profound way that um, I began to have fear and reverence for who he is um, devoted and you know, lay down my life really for him and began to clear up a bunch of stuff. Uh, I remember, it's so crazy, I, my best friend, Randall, um, we used to party together. And ever since that night when it happened, um, he called me and he was like, yo, you know, let's head out, let's go out. And I would, I would like not answer because I was just so lost in the Word of God and literally a whole year, like just one year, just getting lost in the Word. I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> like um, just getting lost in God's Word and finding the meaning of true relationship with God. But come to find out, it was more religion than Christianity. Um, you know, everything that I'm saying, how I cut this off and I removed this and I did all that. There were a lot of things in my life that went instantly that, you know, that I stopped instantly smoking, drinking, partying, right, um, cursing. But there are some things that really had a grip on me. And God began to teach me the difference be between religion and relationship. Um, during that year that I that I just stopped doing everything. I stopped going out and even, you know, stopped hanging out with my best friend for one whole year. Um, those, those things built a lot of religion within my life, you know, thinking that I was better than people because I spent more time with God and I read my Bible more and I um, prayed more. And when I would see some, you know, somebody do something that was in accordance to God's word, um, suddenly I would judge them and I would, you know, look at them differently. But I wasn't perfect, but I kind of had this mentality. And this is what religion does. It's so crazy. I had this mentality that, you know, like, oh, I'm like, I'm so close to God, you know. And God humbled me. Um, humbled me good and I you know this is all his working I thank God that he did um, it was put on my heart to start a Bible study and I started the Bible study but it was a lot of there was a lot of pride and there was a lot of arrogance within the that Bible study it started in a year after so 2015 and I remember when you know some high school friends or people that I met and uh, they came to the Bible study I wouldn't want anybody to talk like I would just want to air my opinion and that is so that's that's not godly that's not Christianity at all um, it was full of ego and pride and God shut that Bible study down 
I was thinking I was doing it for the glory of God, of, you know, for his name. But I was doing it for the glory of Kevin. Um, and God dealt with that accordingly. So fast forward, um, when God humbled me and took me to, through the, the breaking of that pride and that arrogance, I remember going back to Randall's house and I was speaking to him and I said, bro, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I really like shut you out because, you know, I, I just, you know, found God and all this, but it's like I was so focused on holiness and relationship with God and I completely ignored scriptures about love and grace and mercy, kindness and loving others as yourself. It, it was a really bad time in my Christian walk, but it was so worth it because it made me who I am today. Um, but I, I met up with Randall and I showed him and I talked to him with excitement about Jesus. And, you know, this was the day that I found out, you know, he is my best friend. He is, he is my best friend for eternity. He's my best friend for life. I told him and I said, bro, you know, I, this may sound crazy and all this, but I'm done with that old life, man. I don't want to go back to that life anymore. And Randall looked at me and he said, you know, you're my brother. If what you're telling me is true about Jesus and all this, and I was just explaining to him the gospel, he said, I'll follow as well. And man, whew. <laughs> like somebody like that, you know, somebody like that, that's, um, that's a brother and I'm um, so thankful for him. Um, that really encouraged me at that time, 2015 and um, Randall, personal, his own personal decision to follow Jesus, and which he did, and uh, we just, you know, still to this day, we're running this race together, um, but that moment was just so uplifting and so encouraging for me. Um, God kept dealing with my heart and removing pride, and it was more of, I, I began to learn relationship with God, and it, it's not just this. It's not me and God, me and God, me and God. It's me and God and people. Like, we have to love people, you know, and a lot of Christians get so much slack, and it's because of that. They're, they're too much about me and God, me and God, and, and they're, they're not caring about the way they treat others, the way they talk to people, the way they love people, you know, like outsiders, you know, like people that that they'll look at and they'll be like, oh, this person is not a Christian. I can't believe that he's doing this. I can't believe she's doing that. You know, like you were once like that, right? Like, like I was once, you know, like that. And I'm not perfect. I'm still not perfect. And I won't be perfect until, you know, kingdom comes, right? But um, I'm not perfect and I'm not better than anyone. And God really had to teach me that in, in that point in my life. And, um, as I was growing in the Lord um, around 2016, um, I still struggled with something. You know, things, some things were like instant, right? And some things were not. And one of those things that weren't was uh, pornography, pornography and lust. Um, and that that was something that, you know, I was so ashamed of 
and you know for a long time I was struggling with that um, you know I always ask God like Lord remove this Lord remove it you know you remove this out of my life you remove that out of my life but I'm still struggling with pornography I'm still struggling with uh, masturbation and I would like set plans you know like delete app, um, apps uh, ways that I wouldn't be able to like you know like lust or you know whatever I could do to try to figure out a plan to stop and the flesh was just not uh, allowing any of that to happen and the Bible is clear about that you know the the spirit is willing but the flesh is is weak and I struggle so much with it until I understood something that was very clear. You know, I was struggling because I still liked it. I was struggling because I still enjoyed it. I was struggling because I didn't lay it down truly before the Lord. God had to take me through a lot of, you know, like a lot of stripping of layers, like down to the root core of why I still did that why that sin was still so evident in my life. And the Bible is so clear. It talks about sexual sin that no other sin affects the body such as sexual sin, that it's not only a sin against God, but it's a sin against your own flesh, right? And, you know, it's crazy because there are so many Christians that are struggling, struggling with pornography and struggling with masturbation and lust and will never come out and talk about it. So um, when God frees you from something, you know, you can freely talk about it. This is why I'm here, you know, speaking about it today. Because, you know, going back 2017, um, I would not be able to talk about this at all. I, I would definitely keep it to myself because it's, it's, you feel so ashamed and you feel worthless. Um, and and it's just, it was just a terrible feeling. Um, but I found accountability. Um, I found a, an accountability partner, somebody that can confide in that won't judge me that will give me biblical advice and um, hold me accountable to to that and in that as well the more I got lost in God's word and the deeper the deeper I longed for him and to know him better the less I had the desire to pursue that and it really that desire the root of it really came from not being filled with God. You know, for example, if you're hungry and you pass the donut shop, you pass a pizza shop, you know, everything is going to look so good. But if you had a good meal at home and you go out and you pass a pizza shop, you'll be full. You'll be satisfied. You won't crave those things. And it's kind of like the same thing with pornography. You know, when we're not satisfied with God, when we're not enjoying Him and we're not filled with Him, you know, everything else, and it might not even be pornography, it might be something else that you're struggling with. Everything else is going to seem so much more satisfying. And the temptation is going to be at an all-time high. And because it's so quick and we have, you know, easy access to, to whatever it is that's tempting us, we'll choose those things over, over you know, time with, with the Lord or being in the presence of God. So... God broke pornography out of my life, like just, sim 
so simply because it was just by me spending more time with him and me getting lost and falling deeper in love with, with Jesus, with who he is, you know? And, oh boy. So I'm on to my fifth year, fifth year of, you know, being free from pornography and free from lust. Um, and masturbation, right? And it's, it's so crazy because I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna be like, oh, I never get tempted, right? Like, no, if I would say that, that's a complete lie. I do often get tempted, but my roots have been so cemented and they're continually being cemented in Christ that those desires are not like, I don't have such an easy craving. I don't fall easily to those things anymore because my spirit man is stronger. My spirit man is growing and my flesh is diminishing the more that I, I spend time with the Lord. So um, that really, freedom from that really opened up a whole new world because it was something that was eating at me. And it was eating me, you know, alive. And it was eating me up spiritually as well, you know. It would um, drain me from spending time with God, drain me from doing the things of God, right? And, you know, through that, I'm able to now share the gospel. I'm able to share the word of God with people. Um, I met a beautiful, beautiful, lovely woman, uh, by the name of Andrea, that God has put in my life to just continue to encourage me and uplift me um, and just fill me, you know. Um, I remember I never had um, somebody that I can, I never had somebody that can encourage me, somebody that can uplift me, you know, somebody that can, um, encourage me in the Lord, really. Um, you can get all sorts of encouragement, but right, but really encourage me in the Lord. Um, and she's all that I prayed for and more. Um, I'm so thankful for her. Um, thankful for all the people that God has put in my life to encourage me and to continue to grow in my relationship with Him and to continue to thrive so I want to encourage anybody who might be struggling with um, lust or pornography, you know, don't think that God can't come through. You know, when you're struggling so much for so long with um, a sin like that, it may feel like you've lost hope and you'll always be trapped in that sin, but that's not true. God is good and God loves you so much. He wants you closer to Him than you want to be close to Him. He desires it more than you. So why won't He? Right? He will. I'm living proof of that. I struggled and struggled and struggled with pornography. But I knew, I knew that if God took away all these other things out of my life, that 
he can remove pornography and I'll be set free. You know, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So, you know, I want to encourage if you're listening to this and you feel like you're far from the Lord or if God has forgotten about you or it's too late that you sin too much and you can't be forgiven, that's not true. These are lies of the enemy. These are his uh, strategies so that you don't come close to God, that, you know, but God wants you. So confess, repent, and just return home. Just come back to the Lord because he's waiting for you. He loves you so much. And if this is your first time, you know, hearing about this and, you know, you heard about Jesus and you heard about the good news, you heard about the gospel, um, it's very much real. It's very true. It's just up to you to believe. And the Bible says in Romans that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, and that's the key to believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that we will be saved. You know, in this life, back when I was partying, you know, and I was going to church, I didn't understand, you know, it's just like this in a moment that your life can be taken away from you, right? But it's where will you end up is the real question. You know, are you ready for that? This life is a vapor, but eternity is forever. And there are only two places, heaven or hell. And the Bible says that today is the time to be saved. Not, oh, I'll wait when I did this and that, or if I sinned, I have a lot of things to do before I come to the Lord. You don't know when your expiration date is. And I know that's something that I always said as well. Like, I'm not ready yet to come to the Lord. When I'm ready, I'll come. But time is not yours. Time is not mine. It doesn't belong to us. So if God is speaking to your heart, I encourage you to confess, repent of your sin, and just come to him. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe for future episodes and feel free to rate and review. For more information and ways to support, check out our website at abreathwithbrefo.com.